Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Goodbye winter and hello spring. We're going to give you a long lingering hug because we've missed you and we're tired of cold rain and cold weather and everything else. This is the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. And today's show, we're going to be talking about spring. And But first, I want to direct you to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. we got links to past shows there. You can download them in a podcast. We also have the Facebook page, YouTube videos, and the very popular Ask the Contractor. That's a button you click on at the website, fill out some information, and send it to Donnie. And we'd like to answer those questions on the air. So go ahead and do that while you're listening to the show. We might have a question that you submitted on the show next week. And it doesn't have to be about your house specifically, like the roof or HV or siding. You can ask a question about swimming pools and grilling and maybe ways to have a greener lawn. Again, the website is thecarolinacontractor.com. Now, before we get too deep in the show today, Donnie, I want to mention my son and I, for the second year in a row, did a project, and we have a screen porch in our backyard. The screen porch maybe takes up 100 square feet of actual screen, and I go to one of the local big box stores, and I'll buy plastic sheeting and something sturdy enough that you can staple it to the outside of the screen. And we put that up around the porch because if you're new to the area and haven't experienced pollen, you're going to experience it very soon. And the trade-off is you have plastic around your screened-in porch, so you can't get a good view outside because it's either going to be semi-clear or a little opaque. But to me, it is worth not having to go through the screened-in porch after pollen season and do a massive cleanup job. I think that's a good idea because you can actually let light through. So that's that's pretty cool option. If you were going to go with a tarp or something that were blue, you know, you mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily be able to use the screen porch until pollen season was over. But I think that's genius to use a clear plastic and especially one that's so cheap. I think it's going to help. And I just hate cleaning up pollen and you get to use the room. Yeah, for sure. Until you come over and glass it in for us. We'll talk about that off the air. But today's topic on the Carolina Contractor is a spring checklist for your home. Maybe it's about covering stuff up for pollen And it's more than just spring cleaning. We think of spring cleaning is usually it's going in the attic or something and taking old Mm -hmm. stuff out or or doing laundry. But spring cleaning entails a lot of things that will make it much easier to enjoy your house. But also it gives you a chance to head off problems that could come up because if you have a crack or you have a siding issue or something, you don't look at that during cold weather. It's usually when you first walk out, kind of like a bear coming out of hibernation, you walk outside, stretch and go, wow, there's a problem. I wonder what I should do. Yeah, we put this list together, and uh, basically, instead of looking online and just copying someone else's list, I walked around my house and put this together. Uh, I think the first item is important to mention here, prioritize your honeydew list, because a lot of these fall under honeydew, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're over there caulking the windows, we'll get to that in a second, if you're over there caulking the windows and she feels like you should be cleaning the cobwebs out of the garage, then, you know, you're in trouble and don't even know it. So come to an agreement. Both of you sit at a table right. and say, what's the most important thing you want me to do on this list, hon? Right. And also the ones that take a lot of time. Sometimes right. you do the short ones first. Yeah, I had a, I added a category to that and I said, which one of these can the kids do? We don't have to hold their hands. So but I'll post this list. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I'll post it to the social media on the Facebook page so you guys can have something to print out if you'd like to do that. I wrote this item down because it made you laugh when we did the fall list yep. and it still it still applies but air out your stinking house you know uh not that your house smells bad but 
If you've had your house shut up and you've been heating your house with central air and you haven't had a chance to open the windows, number one, you need to make sure all the windows work properly each and every season. But airing your house out just for an hour or two on a weekend day when you can just circulate some fresh air through there and and, uh, accomplish what they call an air change per hour in the heating and air world. And uh, it's just a good thing to do when the seasons change. Another thing that I'm going to do, haven't done yet, but we plan on pressure washing everything. We did a show a while back on you know, battery-powered, electric-powered things, and I have bought an electric pressure washer that has become a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, pressure washing everything is just a good thing to do to keep everything clean, keep all any kind of buildup out of corners in your house. And uh, we're even going to pressure wash our grill. Uh, oh, yeah, one, yeah. Once Great a year, idea. you know, that's a good way to do that, to keep your grill cleaned up and uh, ready for use. Uh, and I'm check- also a fan of the electric pressure washer. I got one yep. from my uh, father-in-law, and I was like, oh, great, That's it was used. Great, I'll use it. Thanks. Right. right. Love it. Great. Love, it. Yep. Love it. It's so much easier to set up than the gas pressure washer. And, uh, you know, I bought one for my personal use, and I liked it so much that I bought one for the business, and we've used it on chimneys and things like that that have a, a buildup of algae, and uh, it just works great. Um, check all your hose bibs. Uh, we have about three around our house that we strategically installed when we built the house. And there's one in particular that just gets a direct shot of wind. So uh, quick story is uh, in our basement, I have a home office built and it just happens to be adjacent to the wall where the hose bib is mounted on the outside. Okay. So we didn't know that the hose bib had frozen uh, this one year. My daughter is out helping me and we're you know doing some work in the natural areas and she turns the hose on and of course, everything works fine. Water runs great. And uh, just coincidentally, I needed something from my basement. Part of the hose bib called a nipple that goes through the brick had actually burst inside the wall and it was pouring water into my basement, you know, onto my computer and everything. And I mm. caught it. So minimal damage done, but I had no idea because it was actually leaking on the inside of the house. So give those hose bibs a whirl. One time the city came out and do some work in the front of our yard. They were putting down uh, fiber optic lines. Uh-huh. And for some reason they need to borrow a hose and borrowed mine that was on the front. I wasn't home. I found out this after the fact. You know, we talked about it with one of your plumbers recently. The water system under your house is kind of on a bracket system. There's a little move they can have back mm-hmm. and forth. Right. So they connect it to the hose, turn it on, but evidently they didn't have quite enough hose length and pulled on it and made it taut. And it actually caused a slight crack just behind the brick Ooh. in the piping. Mm-hmm. The only reason I found it was when using the hose one spring day shortly after they did, I was like, why is the brick looking wet? Mm-hmm. There's no water dripping out the hose connection uh-huh. to the spigot. Right. It was because it was right underneath it where it had sprung a leak from getting yanked on. And they, they replaced it. They fixed it and everything. Right. But that's a great example. Yeah. You do not realize those behind your house yeah. where you can have a leak yeah. pop up. Had that gone unnoticed for a while or say you had a couple of shrubs in front of that, you know, it could have been a big problem in your crawl space before you knew anything was going on. And so. the reason, only reason I knew they did it, I take off the ability to turn a hose off or on because my mm-hmm. kids would turn them on and forget to turn them off. So I take the screw out and take that little knob right. off. They put theirs on and yeah. left it on. Oh, wow. You're hardcore. Well, when it has the city's name on it, you know they put it on. Yeah. We've been on hose bibs for a while, but I'm going to get right back off. We have a hot and a cold uh, water hose bib just outside of our garage for washing cars and such. And my son's worst fault when he washes his truck is he leaves the hot water just on wide open. So we've got a a 100-foot hose reel that's full of hot water that's not getting used and pulling on our hot water tank. So that's just uh, one of those things to make sure of. If you install the hot water, maybe I need to take control of the hose bib at my house. Maybe take control of the truck. Uh, next on the list, we have restained decks. Uh, seal everything. You know, anything that, that has a porous surface. So if you have fences or any kind of horizontal surface like a step is a good thing to seal. There are other things around your house that are probably going to need to be painted uh, just about every season. So 
Uh, now's a good time to get that done before it gets too hot. And that's a good time to have that pressure washer we talked about because yep. you don't want to just stain a deck. Unless it's really new, go ahead and do a light pressure washing over it before you clean it and then stain it. If you have brick veneer, it's a good practice to caulk all your windows. Of course, if you have vinyl siding, it's not necessary because there's usually a built-in J-channel around the windows and mm-hmm. just nowhere to caulk. But brick veneer, especially if it's a south-facing elevation, make sure all your caulk is intact. This one's totally in my world, but inspect your roof. Uh, I tell folks that hail season is coming around, and of course, everybody knows how the insurance claims work now. And it's only a matter of time, especially if you live around this area, before a hailstorm passes over your house. But document everything. So if you can't get on your roof, I recommend taking pictures of all four elevations of your house. That way, should a hailstorm come through, you know, the insurance company can say, hey, you did your due diligence. You documented what your house looked like before hail season. And then now we have a hailstorm and obviously you can see the damage done there. And of course, if you think you have damage or you're just not sure or you can't get to parts of your roof because it's just not safe to do it, Contact SureTopRoofing.com, especially if you think you have a problem because they can come out there. Mm-hmm. Donnie has a drone that has missiles <laughs> and you have what, uh, flamethrower on yeah, it? And all stuff. that. Yep. Yes, it's sir. really cool. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have those things, but he does have the drone and they can see things that you can't. And that's a great way to find out if you've especially had hail damages. Let a pro like SureTop Roofing check it out for you. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Yeah. We don't charge anything for that service. If you just need a roof inspection, give us a call. We'll be happy to come right out. Fire up your irrigation system. So if you have a sprinklers around your yard, you know, turn that system on, make sure everything works okay. Before it gets too hot, you want to make sure that the irrigation system's working properly, and uh, that's a no-brainer. You know how I fire up my irrigation system? How's that? I can show you right now. Hey, Zach, take the sprinkler out the front yard and turn it on for a while. <laughs> that's how I fire nice. up my irrigation system every every year. Nice. We say this all the time, but have your HVAC system serviced yes. it doesn't cost very much but just having it serviced at least once a year uh rule of thumb is twice a year when the seasons change but uh i, I think that that's a really a no-brainer you know of course check the filters and things mm-hmm. that we talk about all the time we've said this before but a lot of folks find it hard to carve out the time to do it but check the batteries in your smoke detector right. and your co monitor if you have a gas appliance in the house that's a big deal and it doesn't take long to do and um, i feel like that's just really cheap insurance exactly check your dryer connection so dryer connection of course uh, the you're at home all, all the time in the winter. You're cycling through clothes, especially if you have children. I mean, we can fill up a laundry room in a couple of days' time, but checking for that lint, um, we had a little trick that we used, and I, pick, I took some furniture sliders and put them under the front of our dryer, and so when I picked up on the back of the dryer and leaned it towards me, it just slid right out of the hole there. So Genius. We, we were able to, to – actually, I dropped a kid in there. I didn't go over there myself, <laughs> but still gave enough room for the kids. And then I know this isn't a best practice, but didn't you tell me you – Cleaned out your dryer? Well, it's because my dryer vent goes, it might be three feet long uh-huh. out of the house, but I would uh, disconnect the piping from the dryer vent to the, the vent, from the dryer to the vent itself. And then I just took my electric blower, <laughs> turned it on for a couple uh, seconds, and it blew everything out. Yeah, so. Just as a disclaimer, the Carolina Contractor Show does not endorse that method. But I do because uh, I'd rather work smart than hard. <laughs> But yes, and I also, we may have talked about when I got a new dryer one time, the guys who delivered it said, hey, heads up, your connection no longer Mm -hmm. meets code. It's very cheap to fix. So if you go buy a dryer yourself and you've had the dryer for Mm -hmm. 10 years or more, you might want to ask wherever you get it if you're going to install it yourself. Hey, uh, do I need to update this for code, the connector to the vent? And you might have to play it safe. It's cheap and easy to do. 
I agree. This is one that that we don't do every year. Nobody does this. Let's be honest. Right. Nobody does it, but you should. Your refrigerator normally is on rollers, and it's not very tough to pull out of the the refrigerator cabinet cavity there and just slide that thing out and take your vacuum and vacuum the coils off the back of that. If nothing else, you're just getting rid of some dust that's in your house. But if you'll find that favorite spatula back behind the fridge, I guarantee it. You'll always find something that you were missing there. You always find something behind the fridge that you go, that's where that went. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But that doesn't take five minutes to do that. And I just think that at least once a year should check that out. Change your exterior bulbs out. We went on a campaign earlier this year where we changed all of our exterior lights to LEDs. And I actually bought these really cool things. They uh, they look like a, a real flame. So mm-hmm. I changed all of our coach lights out. And um, I used to be fascinated when I would come up on these million-dollar homes and they had gas lanterns outside that yeah. burned for hours. And I'm thinking that's just um, cool. Uh, it's cool, but it looks expensive. Mm-hmm. And so now, of course, these LED lights, you really can't tell the difference between those and a real flame. And uh, They add I, character. I, I really like Yeah, they do add character. It doesn't put out as much light as the old bulbs did, but it definitely looks good. And it's just a nice low light. Even if we leave them on all night and forget about mm-hmm. it, you know, it just doesn't take any energy. So I think that, uh, that that's the way to go. Pump your septic tank. If you live in the country and you haven't given your septic tank any uh, attention lately, you can usually tell because the grass is growing more around the septic area than, than anywhere else. You know, it definitely tells you that you need to have that checked out. One thing that we started doing the last few years is treating treating our yard for mosquitoes. One thing you can do yourself besides calling in a pest control contractor is just look for standing water. That's mm-hmm. where they like to breed. So if you have standing water anywhere, uh, be ready, especially because of this mild winter. You're probably going to have more mosquitoes than you would like to see. Uh, now I'm going to say I prefer having a pest control service come out. They yep. started doing us a couple years ago mm-hmm. to do the mosquito control. There are home remedies and stuff you can do. What I like about it, one, I don't have to do it, mm-hmm. and our contract includes four sprays through the year. Mm-hmm. So they do spring, two in the summer, one late summer, early fall. Right. I don't have to call them. They just show up and do the whole yard. It, we found it to be worth the investment to do it that way. Your mileage may vary. Absolutely. doesn't cost that much at all. Uh, while we're on the outside, go ahead and fertilize your lawn. Don't wait too late or it's just useless to do it. And uh, if you have resources to plug your yard, that's not a bad idea either. And if mm-hmm. you can burn through this list and say, hey, I did 80, 90 percent of this, go ahead and hang that spring flag out there. And uh, you've got the Carolina Contractor Show stamp of approval. And uh, just maybe and, that's what we'll do. We'll make Carolina Contractor <laughs> approved flags that you can hang out in the front of your house. Absolutely. Donnie, you're going to put this list up on the site, correct? Yes, sir, I am. That'll be the CarolinaContractor.com. You can also find the Carolina Contractor on Facebook. Coming up next, man, we got a nice list here of questions. We didn't do any last week. Uh, because we just ran out of time talking about dad advice, but we've got a list that we're going to go over. If you have a question, you can hit the website, thecarolinacontractor.com, submit it there. But hang on, because we're going to answer some of your questions next. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. And it's the favorite part of the show for me. As I've said many, many times, I do no thinking on this. I'm just going to read questions. It's questions you've sent to the carolinacontractor.com website. There's a little button on there. It says, ask the contractor. If you have a question about your house, the inside, the outside, the top, the bottom, somewhere around the yard, go ahead and ask it. It doesn't have to be about roofs, though roofs are Donnie's wheelhouse because he owns Sure Top Roofing. Go ahead and submit that question. We like to 
pick some of the best ones and answer them. And question number one is right here on my fingers. You ready, Donnie? Go for it. Question numero uno. By the way, that means question number one. One, right. All right. We are looking to renovate a 100-year-old cabin on our property. We want to use building products similar to what was used back then, but are striking out on old materials. Any suggestions? I guess you don't go to Lowe's and say, yeah, can I get 100-year-old wood? Right. They have something that resembles reclaimed wood at Lowe's and Home Depot, but I want to say it's something crazy like $10, $12 a board for an mm. 8-foot piece. So, you know, if you need a lot of it, you're just out of luck on the price there. My advice is to find a reclaimed wood dealer. There are folks that we deal with that, that can get reclaimed wood. They don't stock it necessarily, but if you put a bug in their ear and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for specifically – size, species, and give them some details. Uh, in most cases, they can find something that would be close. Um, another thing that I've saw recently out there is that Facebook Marketplace, they sell uh, yep. cuts of cedar and just different things, not necessarily reclaimed, but I would browse a few different markets on uh, the Facebook Marketplace site, just markets meaning you may check in Charlotte, you may check Eastern North Carolina and just see per the locale what they have to offer. But I have another idea if all that falls short. The second job I ever did as a contractor I had a gentleman that wanted to restore an old cabin similar to this, but much smaller version. We found an old tobacco barn, and we actually bought it. I think he gave the guy $500 for the old tobacco barn. So we took two half-ton Chevrolet trucks out there. We hooked chains to the north side, which was already starting to come apart a little bit, and we pulled the logs out from the bottom and basically collapsed the barn, rather. Real quick, you know you would have paid 500 bucks just for permission to tear it down with your trucks. Just Absolutely. For the fun. Yes. Yeah, especially <laughs> the guy I am now. Uh, I was scared to death when we did it because I had never done anything like this before. But um, if social media back then were like it is today, you know, we would have went viral with that video. But um, very cool thing. We collapsed a barn with just chains and trucks. What we did after that is we had a mobile bandsaw guy. So a lot of people don't realize that there are folks out there that have bandsaws that can cut this up into three-quarter inch thick material, which would resemble flooring. Mm -hmm. And we had a mobile bandsaw guy come out. He cut all the wood up, which was beautiful harp pine, by the way. I have a lot of pictures. Maybe I could post one of those. This one tobacco barn yielded enough hardwood flooring to do at least two houses worth. So we were able to take a planer and you know put two nice surfaces on it. And after that, well, I figured out a way to run it through a table saw, put a tongue and groove edge on it. And we basically handmade a beautiful floor that was, I guess, technically around four or 500 year old wood. Very cool. Yeah. And I live in eastern North Carolina, Wilson, as a matter of fact, and that's the, you know, was the king of tobacco for a mm -hmm. long time. And you see those barns all around, and I've thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Some of those barns that are covered in kudzu now and mm -hmm. are at an angle and starting to collapse, you know, has very old wood yeah. that is still in probably excellent condition, especially if you just tidy it up like you did. Literally a diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number two submitted to thecarolinacontractor.com. Where can we find a shower head with decent pressure? Unfortunately, uh, those haven't existed for a long time. Uh, the way that the regulations have tightened up, they have flow restrictors on every shower head that you buy. Now, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying what you can do. Uh, you can take your shower head, and in most cases, if you just give it a counterclockwise turn, uh, that shower head, after a few revolutions, should pop right off of mm -hmm. the connection. And when you look inside the shower head, you'll probably see something that resembles a rubber washer. Mm -hmm. You take said rubber washer out and, you know, use a pen or something sharp, and there's probably a little screen that's just on the other side of that rubber right. washer. If you take that out, that's the, the flow restrictor that I mentioned. If you take the flow restrictor out, then then that will help tremendously. We've done this in all the showers in our house, and um, it's still not like the pressure of the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but it is a lot better. And another thing you can do, we mentioned this two or three shows back, that 
you can adjust your water heater temperature. Water heaters normally come from the factory around 140 degrees as a default setting. I have mine pushed up to about 160 degrees. By the way, I have mine at 350. Sure you do. It's very hot. That explains your tan in the winter. That's right. I look like I went through the hot cycle of the wash all the time. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, if you have a whistling shower, this is one I was talking to Donnie about. If you turn on your shower and sometimes it whistles, this isn't always the case. But some people think my pressure's too high or Mm -hmm. something. Actually, unscrew that head or take a container that can hold some uh, like white vinegar. Yes, sir. And soak the head. There's also, was it CLR? Yep. Same thing. Usually that whistling can be attributed to your shower head having a little clog in one of those little spouts. Yep. And a lot of times you can clear up the problem of a whistling shower head think just that by falls, doing that. Right. That falls under maintenance as well. I think that's a good idea to do before the whistle happens. And, um, you know, every few years, go ahead and soak that shower head. You said white vinegar? I think it's white vinegar and there's CLR that does the same thing. Very cool. Question number four submitted to the Carolina contractor. My 40-plus-year-old house has large sections of ceiling that have a minor sag to them. I can see the outline of the trusses. Do I need to have someone replace the entire ceiling with new drywall? And some people refer to it, it looks like a, a blanket laying right. on your ceiling. Exactly. Um, so the answer that you don't want to hear is yes, probably. You probably need to have the ceilings replaced, which is uh, major surgery, because if there's insulation on top of that, of course, the insulation has to be vacuumed out or removed by hand. And um, what we go by, and, and the way I always build, is we use half-inch drywall on the we use half-inch drywall on the walls, and we use five-eighths-inch drywall on the ceilings. And that doesn't sound like a big difference, but if you have 24-inch spacing on those trusses or ceiling joists, you know that that's going to show itself over mm-hmm. time. You know the moisture from your attic is is going to accumulate. It's going to have access to that ceiling, and um, if that moisture makes its way into the ceiling material, you know, of course, that's just going to add weight, and it's going to start to pull away from the fastener points. And um, I think the only reasonable solution, if it bothers you and it looks that bad, is to go ahead and just replace it with the five eighths inch drywall, or just cover it with popcorn like they did in the Ooh, old days. No, I, we're we're against that. Yeah, we sh- no popcorn. Donnie and I actually are working with government officials to have a constitutional amendment outlawing popcorn ceilings and masonite siding and masonite siding. Well, <laughs> kind of was a lawsuit for that. If it doesn't bother you a whole lot, it's one of those things. If you're laying down and the, on the couch or in the bed, you tend to look up at the ceiling. You notice it. But unless you have a a real issue or there's leaking or something, you can let it go because most people come in your house aren't going to stand there and stare at your ceilings. That's what you do as a homeowner. But from what I've read, it's not a huge issue unless it obviously is separating from the truss where like a nail has pulled through the Mm -hmm. um, drywall. But I've seen parts of it in my house, very small samples of it. And I'm like, I can live with that for sure. You made me think about something. When you talked about a leak on a ceiling, a lot of people let the water stain get larger and larger before they call someone or do something about it. Mm-hmm. But if you have a constant leak on a ceiling, especially if it's a quite a bit of volume, just take a nail or something sharp and poke a hole in it and allow that water to get through. That way it's not soaking into the backside of that drywall. It affects the pieces around it. Heaven forbid it go get in the walls and um, just poke a hole in that and put a bucket under it until you can get a professional out. Great advice right there. Nothing like waiting too long and you walk in and there's no hole in the ceiling but water is running through it absolutely became so saturated all right question number five for the carolina contractor we heard your show talk about disposal plumbing problems and we were told we could not have a disposal because we have a septic system is this correct plumbers don't recommend that you have a disposal on a septic system and the reason is is that if you flush all that food down your sink it goes into the septic system um how can i say this uh, without painting a picture of, but 
No, go ahead. What, what, what goes into the septic system has been broken down by your body, and, and then your septic system breaks it down the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And so basically what this does is it adds to the sludge that builds up in the bottom of your septic tank, and it's not broken down. It's basically just food that would normally go into your trash. So uh, if you do have a disposal on a septic system, it just requires that you constantly introduce a particular bacteria in there. It will release enzymes in the septic tank that will further the breakdown and, and speed that up. But I just think that if that's unless that's just something that you really want or you grew up with that in your house and you're missing it, that I just think that's something to avoid because you don't want to create a constant home maintenance issue with the uh, adding the bacteria. And, of course, that's kind of expensive and, and just something that you have to remember to do almost monthly. All right, if you have a question for Donnie, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Hit Ask the Contractor. He loves all questions about your house. Again, we weren't just talking about roofs. But if you have a question about your roof in particular, Donnie is who you want to contact. Go to his website, suretoproofing.com. Best thing is he'll come out your house. I mentioned this earlier in the first segment of the show. He's got this cool little toy that's called a drone that he can fly above your roof to take pictures and video of your roof. And he put on a flamethrower, and it's got missiles on it, and he can have a guy hang from it. Could we please make that happen someday? That would be cool. Yeah, if that guy's around three pounds, we can probably work something out. All right. yeah. He does have a drone that can take pictures and video of your roof and see what it looks like. That part of it is free, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. So you can have your roof looked at by a professional. If there is a problem, Donnie can tell you what you need to do to fix it. Or if you just know you've got roof damage because as this weather from spring moves in, you get hailstorms and things like that. He can help you out there. It's been a while. Your roof is, you know, a dozen, 15 years old, probably getting close to time to replace that roof. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. He will take care of you. But the best thing Donnie can say when he looks at your roof is what? Your roof looks great. Call me next year. And we will see you next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered.